Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IJD HTF Close Enough. I do want to mention that last week I mentioned that we were talking about segments 13 and 14 when it was actually 11 and 12 because I keep track of episode numbers and not segment numbers. So this is episode seven. Yay. Which this starts off with first date, which I think is like a relatively fun episode. I thought it was very creative. So it starts off with Bridget going on a date with a guy she met online. And before she goes, Alex offers to be her wingman. Where on the flip side, Emily is wanting to like spice up her her sex life with Josh. And Josh is like, I don't know how to be sexy. But he does set up a time for them to like relive their first date. Yeah. This is a Halloween episode, I believe, right? Yes. Because they end up going to a haunted house, which I guess is what they did on their first date. And basically at this haunted house, it's like really scary. They have like these demons going after them. They separate them completely. And then they they tell them they died. They make them sign a uh, waiver. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to guarantee that you're going to crap your pants. Crap your pants. Thought it was hilarious. But like legit, they like separate them, tell them they're dead and that they died in there and that their child is all alone without parents. Yeah. And then they, like, break through and find each other and then have sex with each other. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, we have to set up for the next couple to terrorize or whatever. I mean, they don't have sex with each other. They but do. I think they just make out. Well, their bras are flying off and their underwear's flying off and it's being caught. So I'm assuming Well, I guess I must have just missed happening. that. So that was basically the whole Josh and Emily storyline for the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the flip side, we get to see a lot more of Bridget and Alex, which is not really typical. We don't usually see that much of them. I like their story. I like their characters and I I like their stories. So basically Bridget is going on the stage. She shows up and she meets Ron and finds out that Ron is attached to his ex-girlfriend, Joy. Like they're sewn together. Yeah, it's uh, pretty strange. And I'm not sure where they got the idea. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I feel like J.G. Quintel really is into like weird sci-fi type. Like he was just like, almost normal, but I not can normal. It. He's just like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be funny if you had like you went to a date and like they were sewn together. They were like, what are those people that come out and they're connected? Conjoined twins. Conjoined twins. That'd be so funny. Yeah, so it was, like, super awkward. So they show Bridget going to the bathroom and calling Alex and being like, oh, you said you'd be my wingman? And he's like, of course. So he shows up, and he hits it off with Joy, the ex-girlfriend, like, yeah, like syrup on pancakes. Bridget wasn't expecting this guy to be connected, but it's very, she must be, like, pretty desperate. Oh, Bridget is super desperate. Super desperate to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> but also, Alex seemed, like, not phased by it at all. Yeah. He was just he was like, like oh, my go. God, what is that? And she's like, oh, they got conjoined when they were together, but they're going to get separated. And he's like, no, why is she covering up her he beautiful just, hair? He completely ignores that they're conjoined. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, super Alex. Yeah. I like Alex's character. So then, like, the night goes along, and Alex is like, I'm going to conjoin with Joy. Like, we're going to be conjoined. We're so, like, connected. Yeah. And 
that was actually kind of Bridget's fault because she was like, oh, if you like her so much, why don't you just connect with her? And, and he's, he's like, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then while they're at the place to get conjoined, Bridget's like, I'm going to get connected to Ron. And then. Well, she does it like out of spite, kind of. Oh, yeah. She's like, because she obviously still has some sort of feelings towards Alex, even though she pretends she doesn't. Of course. Like I she mean, gets jealous. Yeah. It's like her. It's like her ex husband which that's they have the strangest relationship in my opinion which then alex tells bridget that she's jealous and then ron tells bridget that he can't be with someone that's still attached to her ex and she's like you are literally physically attached to your ex Mm -hmm. and joy is also like oh alex i don't want to be conjoined with you either because you're still like into bridget Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of them being like oh we do still have some sort of feelings for each other even though we're divorced and we're living together yeah. So I actually do feel like this was a very like pivotal moment for that relationship in the show. Because they have been like pretty separate this entire time. Agreed. Like they are like a few episodes ago, they went to where was it Mexico and they're like, oh, we're going to have divorce sex. It's going to be so hot. And they weren't like on the same page necessarily. And this is them kind of being like, oh, we are going to be really upset if you end up with somebody else. I mean, I'm not sure. About that, or if it's just like, we're going to be really upset if you end up with someone else and that you like it. better than me and yeah. I don't end up with anybody else. You yes. Know? So I'm excited to see where that kind of goes in season two, because I feel like season two is going to explore that a lot more. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. So segment 14 would technically be called snail in it. Which I love a good pun. Or if you're like me, episode eight, part two. Seven, part two. Seven, part two. Snailing it. Snailing it. So this starts off with Candace in like an Indiana Jones mummy type scenario. Yeah. With like all these graves and she has the hat and she has the whole thing and she's going through it. And then you end up realizing that she's playing a board game called mm-hmm. Grave Rulers. And Emily is distracted and is like, oh, I have to get this call from work. And Candace is upset because her mom is answering work calls instead of hanging out with her. And they talk about how Emily is too caught up at work. But then she gets her work to sponsor a garden at Candace's school so she can spend more time with Candace. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a selfish thing. She's like, oh, like, just let me do this and then I'll spend time with you at school. Yeah. Which is like kind of like. But then she Cheap. It's she, like, she shows up to the school to help with the garden and the teacher's like, Mr. Campbell, I love Mr. Campbell. He's like, um, we don't actually work on the garden here because we don't have the right insurance yeah. for that. So you get to work on the garden while we're inside doing school. So they're actually not even spending time together. Yeah. So while Emily is out there working on the garden, she meets this snail and the snail's like, hey, I can help you speed up time, which was a big deal because Mr. Salt, who is Emily's boss, announces that they're going to throw this big celebration dinner that night at the school because they're trying to, like, offset this big PR, like, catastrophe because someone found a condom in their canned goods. Really gross. Yeah. Like, if I found a used condom in my canned goods, I'd be, like, really, like, I'd sue for sure. Like sure. If like, it was a used condom. Yeah. Like that is real bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. 
So Emily's like stressed about it. She meets a snail who's like, I can help you speed up time. You can wear this hat and like get everything done really fast. So she puts on the hat. She like fixes up the garden really fast. She gives the hat back and she's like, thank you so much. And then they show Josh off skipping rocks, like literally because he had nothing to do at work. He and his buddy were off skipping rocks. Yeah. I mean, they kind of belittle Josh this episode and they were kind of like, your job does not matter at all. It doesn't bring insurance. Like it literally brings minimum wage. Like you're not really bringing much to the table. Like it seems like like a a lot, but at the same time you're off skipping rocks during the day because you don't have any jobs to go do. Like you have no installations to do. So you're just wasting time. But it's funny because he's out there with Roy and Roy's like, you got to skip a rock. And that's what your life's like. When it's time to skip a rock, you skip and you do something amazing, you know? Yeah. He's like, be the rock. Yeah. That was his whole thing was be the rock. So then Emily plants that whole garden super fast. And then she realizes how much stuff she has to do. And she's like, oh, can I use the hat again? And he's like, you can't use the hat again. And then he falls asleep because she was like providing him with food. To borrow the hat. She brought him like a burrito. Yeah. So he was like passed out from being tired. So she just stole the hat and was going around doing all of these tasks to get ready for the dinner. And then they she find realizes out, something that she's getting older. Like yeah. he's aging rapidly. Like her face is getting wrinkled. Her hands are getting wrinkled. She's just getting older. And this is like crazy because she goes back to the snail and the snail's like, well, I told you. But yeah. because... He had the hat on and he was moving so quick. She didn't even hear the stipulations or. Right. And the then like the snail becomes a bad guy and eats Candace. Yeah. He like straight up absorbs Candace and is like using her legs to move faster. Yeah. And to run. So there's like this huge showdown and Emily calls Josh and he's just so excited to be helpful. He's like, this is my time. Yeah. And he shows up and he skips a rock through like a wine glass and all this stuff and it hits the snail in the face and it helps Emily get that edge over the snail in this big fight. And basically this wormhole was created and like the snail and the hats and stuff go in the wormhole and Emily then goes back to her normal age. Candace goes back to her normal age because Candace went down to like fetus yeah, and then to a teenager all within the snail because of like the hat switching and everything going on. So the snail goes through the wormhole. Josh sort of kind of saved the day. I mean, I feel like Emily could have done it without I mean, Josh. He saved the, the day rock, by throwing a rock. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole moral of the story is that like, you know, Josh is the rock. Yeah. And when he does it, it's like wonderful and amazing, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, he does nothing, you know, majority of the time. So, so at the end, Emily's boss, Mr. Salt, I think it's funny his name is Mr. Salt because it was a snail. Yeah. And like salt, like fizzes up snails. Yeah. But I was also concerned about the fact that she kept bringing the snail like carnitas tacos and stuff, which are obviously really salty. Yeah. So I'm not too sure about that. But at the end, the boss was like, oh my gosh, a snail fight and subpar service at this dinner and all these things. And he's like, the perfect distraction from a condom in a can. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. You did a great job. And then, but it was funny because like, Kend- or uh, Emily kept like catching people pulling condoms out of things. Yeah, and so she had to like put the hat on throughout the whole ceremony and like try to grab those things and collect them. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, it was 
pretty awful. And then at the end, the boss is like, oh, come in at 6 a.m. tomorrow because those little suits aren't going to return themselves. And then she was like finally standing up for herself and said, no, I'm going to play like grave robbers with my daughter tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I mean, in that case, you can come in at 645. And she's like, look at me standing up and getting what I want. But like 645 is still, it's still early. still really awful. Yeah. Like. It's still so bad. He's like sleep in an extra half hour and think about it. Except not sleep in because you're going to still get up early. You're going to play games with your daughter at 6 a.m. And then come into work. Or I think her idea was that she's going to play them at night or something. But yeah. I don't know. But either way, not a great standing up for yourself. I don't think she normally goes to work until 8 or 9. So going into 645 is still not. Yeah. Like great but we'll talk to you next week for the finale episode of ijdhtf episode eight